Knoxville Game Design January 2020 Blender with Unity with Ruthann, Jeffrey, Jacob, Dylan, and Levi. Welcome everyone to Knoxville Game Design for January 2020. This is a monthly discussion of topics in the games industry. Uh, my name is Levi Smith. I'm in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Uh, this month we currently have uh, Dylan on the line. He's in Lenore City. Hi. Oh, hey, is that Ruth Ann? Yep. Oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> I think she may be muted. Oh, Ruth Ann, you're she, muted. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was muted. Oh, hey, thanks for joining. I haven't seen you in a long time. I know, I've moved. Oh, where are you living now? Well, I'm living very close to Charlotte, right across the border in Fort Mill. Oh, okay. I, I knew you were in North Carolina before. Uh, like you were taking care of like some relatives or something? Yeah, my my grandchildren. But I finally sold my house and moved over here. My son has three in South Charlotte. My daughter has one here in Fort Mill. So they're like 15 miles apart, and I'm like 10 miles from either one of them. So it's it's the right thing for me to do. Yeah. Well, it's really good to see you. I remember like you were one of the originals in Knoxville Game Design, I think, uh you started coming in uh, to our meetings in 2014. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. Have you done any game development or anything? Well, this is fun, funny you should ask. Last night, I made my first Scratch video game. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had used Scratch a little bit before. You know, I worked with an autistic guy, and, and he wanted to learn it. But I hadn't made a game or anything. This is not really a game, but... Um, my son wanted me to help him teach one of his children how to program in Scratch. So yeah. I've started, so I'm back in the game. It's really good to get started. I mean, how you can like drag and drop blocks and everything. So some of the yeah. people that aren't familiar with programming, it's a good yeah. introduction to making games. Yeah. She's eight years old, so she, she can understand that. Yeah, that's definitely younger than when I started. I think I didn't start making <laughs> games till I was like 15 or 16. So, oh. so, so are, is the game posted online anywhere where people can check it out? No. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> no, I don't think. I, I'm, I'm doing it on desktop, so it won't be online because oh. it's so crude, you know. But I just spent, you know, less than half an hour, and I made something to give to her. And then she can say, oh, I want it to do this. And then, you know, it's sort of like a base for her to start with. What, what, what type of game what is it? It's a dress-up game. Oh. It, has a picture, it has a picture of her, and she clicks on clothes, and it comes and, you know, goes on to her and everything. And it, plays, it plays pretty woman. Okay. <laughs> so that's a little annoying. Uh, turn that off pretty quickly, but anyway. Yeah, I know Scratch has, like, the concept of costumes. I think it's kind of like changing out sprites. So it seems like it'd be yeah. perfect for some, doing something like that. Yeah. Well, I think she'll like it. Awesome. Well, it was really good to see you, Ruthann. Um, good to see both of you, too. Okay, I'm going to go over a little bit of news. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so, Dylan, you didn't have anything you wanted to show off this month, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go over news real quick, uh, share screen, 
and share me and so we've had a lot of uh activity in the discord I'm, i'll just go ahead and welcome the new people that have joined our discord uh looks like we have arnold b uh as always william mayfield he's been on a couple of our meetings before uh we have dal dalendo dr bago uh, Jamie writes, I think she made a, I guess I should make like a channel for like introductions, but, um, let's see here. Yeah. I really like how people are showing off the stuff that they're working on and developing and things like that. Let's see. Yeah. Jamie is in Johnson city, Tennessee. Um, she, uh, manages, helps manage a studio and she does character design for games, film, and print um, at outlawhue.com. Uh, also a freelance writer and editor. Looking forward to our projects. So we welcome Jamie. Um, also, we have Zombie Huggles. Um, can't remember if he's, he's also in the Tennessee area or not. Um, but we also have Blackjar72. He's been working on... Uh, doing some unity models and um, so that's what I'm going to talk about this month is kind of like an overview of unity with blender um, it's been a while since I've done that I don't think we've done an actual blender talk on on the online uh, meeting uh, I think I did one on self fracture like a long, long time ago, but not just like an intro. Uh, but yeah, and we also have Mike Garcia, which uh, I know Mike from, uh, he's been uh, like communicating with me on Twitter for quite a while now. I think he's in Australia, but he does a lot of stuff with the uh, original PlayStation 1. Uh, I forget what it was called. Rose, something like that. Um, so yeah, welcome Mike to the channel. I think that's all the new people on Discord. Let's see here. Uh, Pat Lockgaz and as always Drew with Retro Cemetery and it looks like that's everybody. And also, uh, uh, Jacob's father, Jeffrey, he joined us as well. So yeah, glad to see everybody in the Discord. Uh, that may be Jeffrey that joined us right there. Let's see his <laughs> icon. Hey, Jeffrey. <laughs> Okay, so... Hey, yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thanks for joining. <laughs> okay. Is Jacob in here? Uh, I don't see him on right now. I'll go remind him. Hold on. I'll, I'll mute myself. I'll tell him to join. <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey does a lot with uh, 3D, or not 3D modeling, but like 3D printers. And he has a site on Thingiverse, and I don't know if I have the link up. I think you can just go to noxgamedesign.org go to directory and find Jeffrey right here you can click on that link right there and that will take you to all of Jeffrey's creations uh, Jeffrey's done a couple of games I think he did a, a game maker one uh, but yeah you can actually go here and view all of his uh, projects I think you can actually like get like the layouts and everything uh, for his models and maybe print them yourself. So it's really cool stuff that Jeffrey's been working on. Oh, and we have Jacob online as well. 
Okay, so yeah, it's talking about uh, Jared. He has a couple of games on itch.io. He's Jared B. Great. Uh, and yeah, and he's one of our new members in the Discord chat. And he has one game called Macy May. And I'm going to run that, show that off real quick. I believe it's in uh, Nox Game Design Prep 2001. Yeah, so it's a little Java game. Uh, it's kind of like Pac-Man. You just press enter. And you got like this little, I don't know if it's a dog or I think it may be a cat. But he goes around, you chomp all the little pellets or whatever, and you kind of got the little ghost. But it's a pretty good example of what you can do in a simple Java game. I don't think we've done a talk on Java uh, in the game design group yet. So that might be something we do in the future. Um, but yeah, it's an object-oriented language, very similar to C Sharp and all the other ones. Uh, you write once and you can run it on a bunch of different platforms. It looks like there's a little mouse here in the center where you can uh, eat the mouse. And yeah, I think if you hit one of the little orbs, and then you die and have to start over. Um, so Jared, he also has a GitHub. And he has a lot of different repositories. I think the one that he was telling me about is kind of like a, yeah, this Night Ferret engine. I think it helps you make games and things like that. It looks like it's written in Java. But, yeah, I think he used this to create his Pac-Man game, I believe. So, uh, yeah, check out his GitHub. He has a whole bunch of different projects out there. Uh, one thing I've been working on is I finally got... <laughs> an oculus headset right here so i can uh this is a vr headset it's not the rift so rift is wired the oculus quest is uh wireless but you can hook it up with a uh usb 3 cable and they recently added the ability to like play oculus drift games through this using what they call oculus link and also you can develop in unity and play in the unity editor uh using this oculus link so share 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 um so you have to have the special USB 3 cable and it's got to like be three meters for whatever reason. Um, so the cable that comes with the Oculus Quest uh, isn't compatible. So I actually had to order one of these cables online. But yeah, well, I got it up, up and running. You have to install the Oculus app on your desktop to get this to work. Um, the one thing that you got to be that you got to watch out for is you uh, can't have your Oculus Quest hooked up when you're installing the app. Because I, I tried multiple times. I'm like, what's going on here? I can't get this thing to install. I just had to unplug the Oculus Quest, and then it started working. But, uh, yeah, maybe that'll be a talk that I'll do in the future on uh, VR with Oculus Quest. Uh, Drew Ragsdale, who's been to uh, some of our meetings, uh, he's still putting out uh, Game Maker uh, tutorials. I've actually watched a few of these. Uh, one of the ones that I checked out was like on homing missiles because I was kind of wondering how to do that for my games. But uh, looks looks like he's up to 45 uh, different tutorials. And most of them are just a few minutes long, less than 10 minutes. Looks like there's some of them that are like 20 minutes long or so. So yeah, recommend checking these out. And he creates just like a simple space shooter.
Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Jacob, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to show off this month or anything? Not really. I don't have anything to show. Oh, okay. really? That's fine. Yeah, we'll probably have a get-together in April uh, for Ludumdari 46 and uh, make some games for that. Uh, thanks for joining. Okay, so this month I'm going to do an overview of Intro to Blender. If I can get out of full screen mode here. Uh, F11. And I do have just quick PowerPoint slides. Uh, so the basics of Blender, uh, one thing you got to watch out for is it's a Z-up coordinate system. Uh, the process I'm going to use is just modeling half of a model and mirroring the other half. Uh, tools I'll be using, Blender 2.80, which is the latest version of Blender. A lot of people say it's much more user-friendly. Friend, user they did like a complete overhaul of the engine and everything going from Blender 2.79 to 2.80. Going to be using GIMP 2.10, very similar to Photoshop, just a free and open source uh, photo image editor, and also as well, of course, Unity 2019.2. So I've already got Unit, uh, Blender <laughs> running here in the background. One of the first things that we want to do when we're doing a model for Unity, especially in Blender 2.8, uh, we want to delete, so you can just like left click, you got like a cube here, camera here, and a light source here. We want to delete the light source and the camera. Now in previous versions of Blender, uh, when you pulled in your model, it would ignore the camera and light source, but now in Blender 2.80, it will try to add an additional camera and an additional light source, so you, make, you want to make sure you want to delete those. For, for this demo, I'm just going to like model a star like Starman from Super Mario Brothers. Uh, so the first thing that we want to do is we want to get an orthographic view in the center. So I'm going to do hover over the center. It's very important in Blender um, where your mouse is located whenever you're pressing buttons. So if you got your mouse over here on the left side and you're like pressing to change your camera view, like one of the key, number keypad buttons, it doesn't work, it's cause your mouse needs to be over here. And then you can use your one, seven, three, and five to move the camera around. So we're gonna do a front orthographic view. You know you're in the orthographic view if you can see the grid lines in the background. And that's using the number five key. So first thing we want to do is set a guide image. So we're going to go to add and then go to image and then we're going to go to reference. Now we're going to find our guide image. Go to volumes, D, uh, LD Smith, uh, presentations, Blender for Unity. So we got a Starman guide. So this is kind of just like a image off the internet right here. So you can see them right there. Um, what we want to do is line this up correctly in the background. So you got these tools over here that you can use. So what we want to do is we want to move, I think the locate, uh, yeah. So remember Z is up. <laughs> Always remember Z is up, which is different than in unity. So we want to move it up on the Z axis. So we're going to move him just about right there to put him on the X, X axis right there. And he looks like he's pretty centered up right now already. So 
that's looking pretty good. So we got our reference image in the background. Um, so with our cube, you can still see we got our cube in 3D space and we want to move it up a little bit. So what I'm going to do is go into object mode, which is just by pressing tab. And then we're going to do GZ and move him up right about there. Um, so yeah, now he's pretty much centered. You can also scale him using S as well. Uh, there's an add-on for Blender called Screen Keys, uh, where it will actually show the buttons I'm pressing. I tried installing that, but I couldn't get it to work, so I don't know if there's some issue with the latest version of Blender or not. Uh, so we already have our cube. If we didn't have the cube, you can add a new one just by going to Add Cube right there. Um, there's two different methods that I use for modeling things. One uh, is where I start out with a cube and just modify that cube. The other is just like starting with a plane or points and then extruding that point. In this method, I'll be using the cube method. So what we want to do, the first thing, we want to do our front orthographic view, and then we want to do control R, yeah, control R, and move our cursor around until we see the little yellow line going up and down, and then you can just press escape, and that's going to cut it in half. Uh, the next thing we're going to do is press Z and go into wireframe mode, which is number four. So now we can see all the way through that. Uh, so now what we want to do is we're going to use B which is a box select, and select everything on the right side. So that's going to select these vertices over here. And then we're going to do an X and just delete those vertices. Now what we want to do is we want to go into, trans, uh, let's see here, little uh, gear icon and go over to uh, mirror. So now that what that's going to do is it's going to mirror everything on the left uh, side to the right side. So now we only have to model half of this, and then the other half will automatically be modeled for it. Um, yeah, that's right. So to deselect vertices, we do Control A. To select vertices, we do uh, B and do a box select. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do GZ and move this up a little bit. And now what we want to do is we want to do Control R and add another leap cut. So we're going to kind of just like subdivide this and put one right there. Uh, do Control A to deselect that. Now we just want to select these vertices on the top side. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a GX and move that in right there. Do Control A or Alt A to deselect everything. Do a box select and do a G G X to move this in right there. So we're just kind of modeling around the outside. I'm going to do a Control R again and add another loop right there. And now what I want to do is I want to grab just these right here. So I'm just getting those right there and I'm going to do a GX to move that out uh, and what we really want we want this to be like a flat horizontal line from this point to this point right here so what I'm going to do is I'm going to box select all these vertices right there so I want all these at the same Z position so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a scale um, 
skill Z zero. So that's good, just going to mash all those vertices together on the, on the Z axis. You can use uh, what is it? Control. Let's see here. How do I go up? Yeah, you do shift and middle mouse button to pan around. So you can see all these lines are are exactly horizontally together now. So you can also like left click anywhere to unselect vertices. So I'm going to do another leap cut. Move it in right here. Do Control A to deselect. Select these on this side. Do a GX to move that in. And looks like that's all the leap cuts that we need. Because this, these down here are already down here. So what I want to do is select these middle ones and do a GZ and move that up right there. So now if I go to Z and look at it in solid frame view, I kind of got a star right here now. Uh, we can go into the side view or just basically do a A and select everything. So now I want to do a scale Y, which is going in and out of the camera, and move that in like that, just to make it a little bit more narrow. Uh, scale Y, move that in just a little bit more. Okay, so we got our star. One other thing that needs to be touched up, I'm going to go Z and go back into wireframe. So we can see the top of this doesn't exactly look right. So there's two methods of merging vertices together. We can use the remove doubles option. Let's see here. Modeling. Yeah, so you can either delete vertices with X and or just delete X and then dissolve. So you're really not just deleting them, you're just moving them together. Or you can go to mesh, clean up, and merge by distance. And that will move all vertices that are really close together. It'll turn them into one vertices instead of multiple. I think here I'm just going to use the, what, what do I want to do? I guess I'll do the dissolve method. So I want to do GX, move these a little bit closer together. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my box select and then do uh, X and dissolve vertices. Oh, had too many selected. A, Alt A. So X, dissolve. Oh, that doesn't want to work. I don't know why it's moving that in. Um, one thing, let's, I'll use the remove, see if I can use the remove doubles, mesh cleanup, merge by distance. Okay. Go back here, select all these, mesh, clean up, merge by distance. So then what you got to do is there should be an option. Uh, yeah, click on merge by distance. So by default, it's a very small distance, but as you increase this, then it'll start moving. It'll decre uh, decrease the tolerance. So these are... Uh, so it moves things farther apart together. So yeah, uh, now we have those vertices moved together, but the problem is it moved these over to the side. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to click this arrow up here, and then I'm going to move these to zero on the x-axis. Oops. Wait a second. Mm, control Z. I don't know why that didn't work. Seems like there's an extra vertice or something in here. X. Oh, it's got one in the back selected. 
That's why. One. Mm, that's not going right. Control Z. Okay. Yeah, it's got this extra one selected back here. So only one. I want to do Control A, select none, select these. Move this to zero. Okay, that's what I wanted right there. Solid. So now you can see that top is perfectly at a, at a point now. So let's go ahead and save this file. Save as... Splinter... Uh, it's like... Starman new. Save as Blender file. So now we got our star. Um, texturing. So next thing we want to do is texture this guy. So let's go back into Blender. So you got these tabs at the top. Make this a little bit bigger. I want to go to the UV editing tab. So what the UV editing tab is going to do is going to put your model here on one side. And that's going to put your UV map, which is your texture, on the other side. So what we want to do is we want to go one five to put our model in orthographic view. Is that right? That looks a little bit off right there. Wireframe. See if I can get these together. X. Yeah, for some reason that came out a little bit off right there. I think I can fix that. So scale X zero. Okay. Yeah, somehow I messed that one up. But yeah, now it looks better. I can do GX. GX and move that in a little bit. Okay, that looks better. Okay, so what we want to do is go into wireframe mode, which is Z for, and you'll see like this, how it tries to unwrap it right there, which doesn't look good. The easy way to do this is select everything, select all your vertices, and then go to UV, and then project from view. Then they'll give you a nice star over here. You can select everything with A, can move it with G and scale it out with S. And the nice thing is if you have a symmetrical object, you only have to model half, or you only have to texture half of it. One problem is, is the side textures will be off. So I want to do three, which will give me the sides. Then I'm going to select this little box right here, which lets me select faces. So I'm going to un un unselect everything, then select these side uh, faces right here. Then I'm going to do the same thing, UV, project from view. So that's going to let me texture the side as well. So if we select everything, then we see the front and then the side. Uh, so now what we want to do is go back and I want to do UV, um, image, uh, new, no, not image, UV. Mm, mirror transform export UV layout there we go so got our blender for unity let's do uh, layout starman 2 so, dot PNG so that's going to give us a PNG fi uh, file with this layout right here and so what we can do is we can open up GIMP our photo editor and go file open Go to D, LD Smith, Presentations, UV, um, Blender for Unity, and then Layout Starman 2. 
So yeah, here's that layout that we just exported in Blender. Let me go back over here. Okay, texturing. It's like no faces to Okay, UV layout. Okay, that all looks good. So what we want to do in GIMP right here is we want to add a new layer by pressing over here. It's the little plus on the page icon. That's going to give us a new layer. Let's see if I can pull this out a little bit. Pull this down. Don't want me to pull it down. There we go. So we want to move this new layer down. So we're going to have the the guide on top of the layer that we're actually drawing on. So it's pretty simple. Uh, I'm just going to draw a box around this side right here. We're going to make it black. So we're going to do edit, fill with foreground color. So that's going to make around the sides of the star black. Um, for the front, what we're going to do is we're going to use our wand tool and select all these regions right here. Um, so what I want to do is I want to do um, select grow by two, just to make sure we get everything. Then what we're going to do is on our new layer, we're going to do edit and fill. So out of, out of curiosity, could you right click on that the layer that Blender generated and do like select um, alpha or um, on uh, in GIMP? Oh, in GIMP. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Yes. Right, I'm like right click on the the layer and then there should be um alpha two selection. It's like the third oh. one from the bottom. Alpha two. Oh, I didn't know that. And that'll basically select all the non transparent stuff on the layer. You can do that you might be able to do that from the one from the top layer, the one that actually comes out yeah. and match. And then you can use your your shrink and expand under select to actually you know build in a border. Oh, I didn't know that. So I'm gonna right click. So I got so I hit I hid my new layer. So I'm gonna do uh, alpha T selection. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because you know it, it, for some reason it doesn't get like the little in between sometimes. So yeah, you can do select grow and just grow by a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know if that was going to be an issue. I guess what I would do is do alpha to selection and then fill in those gaps with uh, the selection tool and then do your, your shrink and grow. And that way you, you kind of avoid. Um, yeah. Like right there, you can, you know, take your box select and add in or your your wand and, and fill in those gaps. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I... I I was hoping that was going to be like one contiguous area. Me too. <laughs> yeah, because I, I hadn't started doing this method until recently. Usually I just take my little lasso tool and just try to get as much as I can, but that's kind of the sloppy way to do it. Um, let's see here. So select grow to. Yeah, so, so I just do like grow to, and that'll get everything here. Then I do, uh, let's see here, select and then shrink, and shrink by 16. So yeah, this is, when I was doing my, I did do a dry run of this <laughs> the other day. So when I was doing my dry run, I just did that shrink, then do edit and fill. Yes, with anything, there's there's many different ways to skin the cat. Now, I already messed up because I put that on my uh, guide layer. Yeah, sorry, I think I kind of got you... Uh... <laughs> 
Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Distracted there. No worries. So, yeah, as you notice, we still got... We don't want this big uh, black line through the center, so and that's where you just got to kind of go. I mean, if I was doing this for a real game development job or something, I would, I don't know, probably find a better way to do this, but it's like, yeah, this is close enough. So I want to do edit, fill with foreground color. So now we got that, and I don't know, do I want a separate... Usually it's a good idea when you're doing like little small details to go ahead and put it on another layer. So I'm going to do another layer and then I'm just going to do a rectangle select right here. Uh, there is an option in GIMP for rounded color, ugh, rounded corners. So you select that and it gives it a little bit of a roundness right there. So I'm going to go select black and white colors, edit, fill with foreground. So now we got a little eye on our star man right there. Um, so, yeah, the one important thing to do is before you export your texture, we're going to deselect or we're going to hide by clicking the eye icon, our original layout. If you don't do that, then you're going to start seeing these guidelines on your texture when you import it back into Blender, which doesn't look good. So file, go ahead and save it. It's a good idea to always just save all these as an XCF, so... Layout Starman 2 XCF, or no, we want to call this one Texture. It's always good to keep your textures and guides and everything uh, and layouts, name them differently. It's good to have like a naming scheme when you do that. So that saves our XCF, but Blender doesn't know what the heck an XCF is. Uh, Unity doesn't know what an XCF is. So it's the native image format for GIMP. Uh, so we're, what we want to do is export as, and I don't know, it's up to you whether you want to do a JPEG or a PNG. I'm going to do a PNG just because of the limited number of colors in this. If you do have a more photorealistic thing, you probably want to save as JPEG. So we're going to export that. Um, and also if you have transparencies, you got to use PNGs because JPEGs don't support transparencies. Okay, so we're going to minimize GIMP. We're going to go back to Blender. We're going to Image, Open. We're going to get our new Texture Starman 2. So you can see it imported it. It seems to line up pretty good. But the problem is if we go and look at, go to Look Dev over here, we still got a plain gray star over here. So what we want to do is go to the texturing tab right here, or material tab. It's a little red circle with two, I don't know, two little things on it. So we're going to click on base color. We're going to click on the little circle next to it. We're going to go to image texture, and then it's just going to look black and blank. So what we want to do is we want to go to open image, then find our texture Starman 2. Now we can see the Starman in uh, in our view right here. Now the one thing you got to watch out for, especially if you're doing like creatures and things like that, if you use the method I use, the front is going to look exactly the same as the back. So you're going to have eyes in the front and eyes in the back. Uh, if you want to fix that, then you just have to do a separate layout for the front so if we have the faces like face select tool then we can just like select these front ones 
or the back ones, then do like a, just a separate layout just for the front or back to remove the eyes. But yeah, for this example, we're going to say, hey, eyes in the front and in the back are fine. So file, uh, save our Starman new. So let's see if I forgot anything. Uh, export, okay. Image tag. Oh, the one thing you got to do is you want to do image and then pack. And that will include this image in your uh, Blender file when you import it. I, when I tried doing this in the dry run, I forgot to pack. Seems like in the past you didn't have to pack. Uh, and you could drag it in yourself, but it seems like yeah, it's easier just to pack it beforehand. So hopefully, now we're in Unity, we're going to go to Assets, Create a Folder. I'm going to call it Models. And you should be able to just go to like a regular file explorer and then go find where we saved our Blender model. I'll put it in Blender for Unity. Starman 2, and we want the, or Starman new. Uh, so it's just a blend file. And the nice thing about Unity, it's going to do all the conversion for you, hopefully. So we're going to drag that into models. And click on it so oh no it didn't get the texture <laughs> let's try that again file save or file image what's well, packed file save yeah I had this problem the other day it didn't want to bring in the textures well we'll see if this will work so yeah we got the model but it's just plain let's go to assets create um, Let's see here. Folder, materials, uh, models. Let's see here. Import constraint, import animation, material, import materials, SPG. That's strange that that didn't get. Okay. On demand remap. No, I don't want that. Because I noticed when I tried to do the manual texturing, um, sometimes it didn't want to do the VMAP correctly. So let's go to models, uh, Starman, material. So we want to create a new material. I'm going to call it Matt Starman. So over here on the right side, we've got all our material properties. No guarantees that this is going to work. What you can do is click on Albedo over here. Oh, we don't have the texture loaded in yet. So what we need to do is create a new folder, textures. Then in textures, we're just going to drag in Blender for Unity. We're going to drag in the texture Starman 2 that we created in uh, GIMP. So we got it there. And what we want to do is... So a texture goes on a material and material goes on an object. Um, so we click on that, click on the little circle with a dot next to Albedo, Texture Starman. Now that we got the material, we're gonna drag this. Hey, it worked, <laughs> thank goodness. So now we got our little Starman in Unity right here that we just modeled. So we can go over here and let's go to game. And what we wanna do is bring in the camera a little bit because it starts out with the Z pretty far back. So, move them up a little bit. Um, 
and then do maximize on play click play and yeah there's there's our starman in unity right now so that's not very interesting going to add just a little bit of behavior i'm not going to go make a full-blown game or anything out of this but we're going to create a folder called scripts double click on that create an ac sharp script we're just going to call it starman click enter double click on this open it up in uh, visual studio or whatever you have as your editor uh, I had visual studio code on here before for some reason it's not working so we're going to add just a simple behavior do transform dot rotate going to rotate on vector 3 up on the uh, y-axis in unity and then what we want to do is we want to rotate, let's say, 90 degrees in one second. So to do 90 degrees in one second, we're going to do 90 times time dot delta time. So that'll rotate a quarter of the way around every second. So we want to save that. Just go ahead and minimize that. Then what we got to do is... so. One thing I like doing in my games is like creating a new game object. You don't have to do this. It sometimes it makes it a little bit simpler. Uh, let's create a 3D object cube and call this Starman. So that's going to make a new cube. Let's put it at zero, zero, zero down there. Let's move our Starman. For some reason, whenever you create these objects, they can put them in some really odd positions sometimes. So what I want to do is drag the Starman new and put it as a child of the Starman game object. Uh, that way uh, we keep all the game logic and everything in the game object and then the, the actual model is just kind of separated. If you start putting behaviors and stuff on your model and then you try to re-import that model like a new one or an update from Blender, then sometimes it blows away all the work you've done and everything. So a lot of times it's better best just to keep it up here. So we don't need that cube right there. So what we're going to do is we're going to go click on the gear icon, remove the component. Uh, we'll go ahead and like center up the box collider just in case we wanted to use this for a game or something. So let's just say we want it like too high move the center up here uh, you can use the collider editor right here which is kind of nice so you can move these out like that but this really isn't important unless you're making a real game but if i was making a game i would just try to align these as close as possible around this object right here and like try to get uh get it around the side and everything another option is using a mesh collider boy it's kind of hard to get this one right here uh but yeah that is more processor intensive so for most intents and purposes using a box collider is sufficient so deselect that so now what i want to do so the whole reason why i did that is so i can drag this starman c sharp script to this game object and then when I click play, hopefully it's spinning. So you can take this and you can do things like in the Starman script, add collision. So if you have a player and they collide with the Starman object, then give them invincibility or power them up and, and things like that.
So, I think that's it. Oh, yeah, I had one other short demo. I'm not going to start from scratch, but I'll just open uh, the project. Did all that. Uh, did all that. Uh, did all that. Okay, so the Boolean modifier is something else that I frequently use. Um, let's close Unity. Let's go back over to Blender. Go ahead and save this just for kicks. Open this up. So here's the Boolean example. Uh, let's see your open Boolean example one. So this is the what we're trying to get. It's kind of like a little wheel with an empty center. The problem is, ah, I actually go ahead and start real quick. Go ahead and delete these. Delete, delete, delete. So, yeah, when you're modeling, it's kind of hard to create things with like holes or tunnels and things like that. So what we want to do is create a new cylinder, go into edit mode, rotate on the x-axis 90 degrees. Is that right? Okay. So scale and the y. So we got kind of just like a, a wheel here, but we want that center in there. So let's just go ahead and rename. It's a good idea to go ahead and rename uh, these objects or these meshes, so like wheel, because when you pull these into Unity, that's what it's going to be called right there. So if you leave everything as cube, then it starts getting to be a mess in Unity. So we've got a mesh wheel. We can go add another uh, cylinder. Oh, crud. Don't want that. Add another mesh cylinder. We're gonna rotate it by 90 degrees. We're gonna scale it down. Uh, you can like extrude it to if you want. So this is basically what we're gonna use to cut out. So we can like rename this uh, to delete or something like that. So we're gonna click the wheel. Then we're going to go to the, our little wrench icon. We're going to go to Add Modifier Boolean. So what this is going to do, it's going to give you an option. One's called Different. There's different things you can do. Typically, I use Difference to do the cutouts. Then Object, we're going to select our To Delete Mesh. And then click Apply. So now if we select the To Delete Mesh and move it away, then it's going to cut out that ring right there. So at this point, we can just delete that right there. So now we got our wheel. The only problem with this is it looks kind of rigid around the center and uh, on the outside. So what we can do is go into edit mode by pressing tab, selecting pressing tab, go into wireframe mode, go into face select, and do our control A to select every, or deselect everything, bring up a side view, use our B box select to select all of the faces on the side. So now what we can do is I think it's mesh and then shading and go to smooth faces. Now if we go back and go back into our solid view, now the side now these sides look smooth. Um, so typically rounded faces we want smooth shading, but for like flat faces like this, like the sides, if you go mesh, shading, smooth, it's going to look really funky. So anything that's flat really needs to be flat shaded. So mesh, shading, um, flat faces. So yeah, you could actually take this and 
like file, save as will2.blend, save as blender file, and go into Unity, and models, and go to our blender for Unity. So here's our will2blend, just drag it in, then it puts it in models, and you get to our scene view, and you can drag it in right there. So pretty simple. Move it around like that. Um, let's see here. I think that's about it. I'm forgetting something. Let's go look at uh, PowerPoint right here. Move delete. Okay. Smooth shading. Okay. Um, that's all I had for Blender. I wanted to sh quickly show off a game. I think I made uh, a couple of posts. Oh, there's one tip I wanted to share real quick. Since I was doing the SDL and C code uh, using MinGW, let's minimize that. These my icons got moved around a little bit. Here's a, a neat little trick. You can go CD D. If you're in a Unix type system, go to Project SDL Shooter. If you want to know the number of lines of code in a program, let's see here, which isn't always the best metric for determining the program size, but you can use this command right here. And what we're going to do is we're going to list out all the all the source code files in a directory using ls oh, ls dash one star dot c and star dot h. So that's all my C code files and all my header files. And what you can do is you can pipe that out to xargs and then you can use word count. So WC and I, the L parameter takes every one of those and displays the number, oh, the number of lines of code. So you can see through all my source code files how many lines of code are each, in each one of those. So this game's about 5,000 lines of code, but yeah, this is what what I was working on last night, uh, SDL Shooter. So I did this as a uh, no music, no sound. I did this as a demo for the presentation last month, a uh, little shooter, but I've added a lot of different levels to it now. The one that I added last night are these little snake enemies. Uh, had some fun making these, but... These are a little bit different than a typical enemy. You have to shoot all of the segments behind. If you click, shoot the head before you click the tail, shoot all the parts of the tail, then uh, you can't defeat them that way. But, uh, yeah, the one problem with C is, like, you don't have the object-oriented features. So I had to come up with a little hack in my enemy structure. So I have two different levels of enemies. Like, this one right here takes two hits. But since I have the attack up modifier... And that's why I'm shooting those guys in one hit. Uh, in my enemy structure, I made it so that I have a void pointer to a spe specialized uh, uh, structure for this enemy. So that's the way I'm able to track all the different components, all the different uh, segments of these enemies right here. Um, let's see here. If I go back out, let's see if I got another little... I added these guys. Yeah, so I have seven t total weapons now. Uh, each weapon has three different fire modes, and you have an energy meter at the top. Uh, so that was like a quick shot. It lets you shoot faster. I have a multi-shot, 
so you can shoot in either two three or four different directions for the wave shot shoots these in a sine wave so with the lowest level you have one the next one you have two and then the higher one up, up after that is four so it's kind of like based on Mega Man where you have the different powers this one is a blast shot so when it hits an enemy it creates this blast radius and attacks uh, multiple enemies spin shot this is kind of like the wood man's weapon in Mega Man so it just kind of circles around then whenever you do the next shot it just kind of sprays those shots in all different directions so at the higher level you have more projectiles spinning around you um, you have also a free shot so when you shoot an enemy if you use the weak one they only stay frozen for a short amount of time one second the medium one they stay frozen for four seconds and the the uh, strong one they stay frozen for 20 seconds so at the higher levels then it takes more energy to shoot those and the last one that I added is a um, seek or homing missile uh, it's not perfect right now I need to do some work on this one so because right now it just kind of goes directly to the enemy uh, what, but what I intend is to have uh, have it so that you start out with just the basic shot, kind of like in Mega Man. Then as you complete the different levels, then you gain the, the different weapons, the different abilities as you play through. Uh, but right now for testing, I just give myself all the weapons to begin with. But yeah, this is on my GitHub and my uh, Itch.io if you want to check this out. Yeah, so that's all that I had for January 2020. Let's see here. Oh, where's Gimp? Stop sharing. Okay. Yeah, so if anybody has anything they want to show off or anything that's online, let me know. But you can always check out Dylan Wolf. He's DylanWolf.com, DylanWolf on Twitter. Uh, Jacob, you can find his stuff on GitHub. Uh, Ruthann, you're uh, Trans Eve, right? Uh, I think I think Ruthann's muted. Uh, I think you're still muted. Do you have a uh, microphone icon that you can click? Yeah, I wonder if I can click for. No, I can't click for you. But yeah, you can check out Ruthann. She's Transeve on Itch.io, and she's also in our uh, directory and everything. And also, Jeffrey. Can you hear me now? Oh, I hear you now, Ruthann. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, You know, I have a tremor, and so I can't always check on the things correctly. Oh, okay. But anyway, you ask if I was Transeve. Yes, but there's nothing really impressive about that. There's some stuff out on Itch.io, but that's it. I know you yeah. did quite a few Ludum Dares. You did like five or yeah. six at least in, in processing. Made quite a few little little uh, small mini-game type things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all on our directory. Well, thanks for joining us. I hope it was hope it was interesting. And uh, <laughs> usually we don't do too much 3D stuff, but uh, just kind of an intro to Blender for anyone that's interested. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining. Hope you had a good holiday and everything. And uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's going to wrap it up. Let's see what's on.
the website here. Uh, share screen, screen, share. Uh, yeah, as always, if you want to join us on Discord, we have the link right here on the website. And that'll bring up a little thing that says continue to Discord and drop drop you into our Discord channel. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, we've got a podcast link right here, which will take you to uh, our podcast on iTunes. And I think we're I don't know I think we have about fifty episodes now, including the ones that that we did back at the Techco and everything. Um, yeah, calendar and directory and all that good stuff. I don't have anything planned for next month but uh, if anybody does want to talk on a topic just let me know and i didn't move the uh forums to the archives because i don't think you can log in anymore um this was something that mike neil set up and uh, yeah i think at one point we um there there may be because like we have to have api keys for google and facebook and linkedin um so if you can link if you can log in uh, to WordPress, you can get into the forums. But uh, like you said, I don't think I don't think those are getting used much. And yeah. uh, Discord kind of plays that same role, so we may just want to pull that off at some point. Yeah, that's a good one. Idea. One less thing to to worry about with all the uh, the login configuration. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, because I did go into like, the admin interface and brought up the forum stuff, and it's like, oh, your keys are wrong, or update your keys, or something. it's like an API key from Google, and that's probably something that Mike set up, and it probably just expired or something, but I think when I... I Honestly, it's I, I remember I had to reconfigure those after after I started hosting it, and I, I have not touched them in years, so yeah. that's that's probably the issue. You need to, yeah, so I've tried to log in. You need to log in. Okay, so anyway, that's under four. Yeah, that's just archived stuff now. But uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, well, uh, we always meet the second Sunday of every month online. And uh, let's see here. Uh, noxgamedesign.org. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. And we'll be back in a month.